Let's get it. Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton in New Age. We trust. How y'all feeling today? I feel good. I feel good. You know, here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. Trust fund babies, we are not. However, we talk about all things regarding finance, business, and opportunity in the marketplace. And today is reaction. Well, we bring to you some of the top stories that's going on. And then we react to them as we see fit. So, first one up on the list is... I mean, we got to talk about Hugh Jackson and the Brian Flores situation. I just got one question for y'all. Are you taking money to tank games? Brian Flores alleged that they was going to pay them 100000 to to uh, lose games. Now Hugh Jackson has came out and said the Browns... Uh, wanted to pay him extra to lose games. What's your reaction to taking money to lose games? I think that that's a suicide mission. Mm. And the reason I say that is because how can you, you know, in politics, you know, the, the goal is to be around as long as you can as a politician, right or wrong. Right. So... In football, you know, or in sports in general, I would think that it's the same. So it's like you self-sabotaging your your potential future if you're, you know, you're taking money to tank games because you'll be looked at as a losing coach and nobody will want you. Exactly. So I don't think that that's the wisest move when you're talking about um, a long-term career in um a, uh, a career of your you know a desire right specifically in this case football i mean my only question is how many times has happened in the past because mm. i'm pretty sure it happened in the past plenty of times so i don't even think it's something new that the nfl you know is facing for real maybe it's just out in the open for the first time but mm -hmm. with all the circumstances coming around with the whole race thing that's going on planning this case or whatever but I don't even think this is the first time nor is it the last time that the NFL will be faced with this type of problem do you do you know this starting to remind me of Major League Baseball like it's almost a conflict of interest do you think the NFL has to crack down like Major League Baseball did you know after this being exposed Major League Base, um, Major League Baseball cracked down because of the publicity that came with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, Antonio just said that, you know, he don't believe, and I don't either, that this is a new thing. It's just coming to the forefront. Right. So same with Major League Baseball. Um, I think that when things be, you know, hit the media a certain way and it spiral out of, out of control, then you're forced, your hand is forced to, you know, to crack down um, on, th on situations like this. My question is, um, we need to look into the Bengals. <laughs> they end up getting the first pick to get Joe Barrow. Now they had the Super Bowl. NFL, you need to get, investigate the Bengals. I know something's going on with that situation. <laughs> they rebuild it perfect. Let's go to another team. In Not, before, we, go, but, go before we go there, this is the question I got for y'all. Uh, I want to add to my first sentiment. Mm -hmm. Are you taking money? to tank games. 
when we do a dollar cost average, like in a stock market, is it more profitable for me to tank games for a two, three year career versus the amount of money that I would lose having a 10, 15, 20 year career as a coach? I mean, you already answered that. You already answered right, that. Right, I just you, wanted you, to give a, a, a broader you, you perspective. Jeopardizing, you jeopardizing your whole career, your whole future earnings to take basically upfront money. Once you get labeled as a losing coach, it's hard to continue to you know sustain, keep getting career opportunities. Right, and that's what the actual decision really has to come down for. Are you in this for the short term or are you in this for the long haul? Where that type of decision will make sense. I mean, for an individual. I mean, I would think every coach wants to win. So I mean, some people like money. No, no, I, I, I think they think their job security is safer. Right. Than what they would assume. So they like, okay, if we lose for the next two years and we get to rebuild our roster and I'll still be able to coach for the next two years, three years after right. that, then I'll become a winning coach. When the owners take this upfront money and it's, right. I stab you in the back. Right, sabotage. Let's also talk about a, a owner, player, coach, management dispute in the world of sports the business of sports we got ben simmons ben simmons has lost over 19 million in fines since the season began each missed game cost him three hundred and sixty thousand dollars three hundred and sixty thousand dollars he hasn't cleared a paycheck since the 8.25 million 25 percent of his 33 million salary that was due to him october First, what's your reaction to the Ben Ben Simmons gate? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not really a Ben Simmons fan with all this going on, but I gotta take Ben Simmons' side to hear me out. I believe in something. I believe you mistreated me. I believe you want to throw me under the bus. So I'll sacrifice this little salary and make my stance. And I ain't missing the money. Because remember, I got paid to go where what college did he go to? I can't even remember what. But it, that's my point. Nobody even remembers what LSU. college. LSU. Who going to LSU? Nobody. So I've been making money since I've been in college. I've been making money since I've been in the NBA. One year salary ain't going to break my bank. So I got a cause, and I'm standing for something. You mistreated me, and I'm standing on that. Trade me. <laughs> My perspective is $19 million is a lot of money to lose. Mm. Um, we've seen professional athletes such as Antoine Walker have $100 million and go broke from that. So, you know, if you're not doing the right things, which I'm not saying that Ben Simmons is or is not, but at the same time, $19 million is not nothing to sneeze at. Right. Especially with all this inflation going on <laughs> in our society. But I think um, more interestingly to me, because this is a unique situation um, that you bring up, Dayton. One, I say unique because we haven't seen this before mm-hmm. in the NBA. You know, this type of holdout um, while accruing as much fines to this magnitude. Right, right, right. Um, more interesting to me is um, where... 
what happens to Philly from here, like moving forward? And furthermore, what happens to organizations with this type of precedence? What happens? I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. What happens to the player, you know, the star franchise player um, moving forward from here? Right. Not just Ben Simmons. We're talking about th this incident will set a league precedence, I believe, moving forward. So that's what's more interesting to me. And that's why I'm on Philly's side on this. I'm glad you're going there. I'm on Philly's side on this because the lack of professionalism. If, if, if I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me, that's one thing. But to completely just isolate yourself, leave the whole organization and not show up and do what you signed up to do. You signed the contract. As a professional. As a professional. You took that money. You took that contract. And now, all of a sudden, just because you don't agree with something I said, you just completely become unprofessional and don't fulfill your duties. At the end of the day, these players signed the contract, and it's their job. It's their job to fulfill it. And that's... So so, that's um, just how I feel about it. So it's because it's my job, and like I got. If, if if it's if it's something that's bothering me tremendously, I can't stand up for myself. Cause because it's my job, it's in my contract. You can stand up for yourself. You can request a trade. I did. Yeah, you can request a trade. You can do all that. You don't have to cite mental health illness. In in. And not show up. And when you like that that's where it crossed the line to me. When you completely don't show up, to me that's un unprofessional. So in the in the uh Philly case, I don't have to trade you. I don't have to show up. It's you obligated you to. obligated to show up. Uh, okay, if You're I don't show up to you your contract. The contract. Yeah, okay, so I don't show up and what happens? You don't pay me. Okay. Right. So so again, listen, if if we both if we both agree to a contract that I'm gonna pay you, you're gonna play for me, right? Mm -hmm. You don't play for me, I don't pay you. Mm -hmm. Right? That's step number two. Yep. What's step number three? Trade me. I don't have to trade you. Well then I just don't I just don't show up. Just don't right. Pay so, me. so so again, you got this big contract. You got this big contract that you still got years on. Eventually, you're going to have to do something. Ben Simmons is not going to sit out for three, four or more your, years. Or your careers will be over. Right. And three, you got to remember that. You got to, your career. This I'm glad you, hold on, let me, let me say this. Your career is going to be over. Right. As a professional. Right. As a professional. As a professional. Not as a talent. Not as a talent. As a professional. You don't jeopardize your career. We talking about Ben Simmons, the guy that doesn't improve on what he needs to improve on for years. So you really think that his career really means that much to him as the next player? I'm not. I'm not going into the whole him not improving on the court. Whatever. No, I'm just saying, like you said, career. Like I'm jeopardizing my career. But if that's career my, as a professional. But if I cared about my career as a professional, I would try to improve as a That's professional. subjective. That's talent. That's subjective. That's talent. Is it he different? He can't just shoot the ball. Like, that's subjective. 
I, that may be a right perspective, but that's subjective. Well, I, I I think that that he doesn't improve. Yeah, but I think that it's a difference in improving on a talent versus having a professional career. They two different things. They fall under two different categories. You improving a jump shot, that's a talent. That's a skill set. That's not being a professional. You know, it, you should do that, but it's not an obligation for you to improve your talent. Right. But what I expect is for you to maintain a professionalism, show up to work every day, show, you know, practice, you know, do uh you know, maintain an orderly behavior right. that's not detrimental to the exactly. conduct, detrimental to the team. And, that's professionalism. Right. And that's professional. And in the real world, you know what the real world you do? You quit. So Ben Simmons can retire. Go retire. You can do that. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. But since you're not quitting, you're being unprofessional. That's like me signing up for a job and like I'm not coming in and da 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 da. I'm wearing what I want to wear. I wear what I want to wear. Show up, show up, and just don't. That's unprofessional to me. That's where it crossed the line. So we got that's the business of sports conversation. Let's go into the business of the NFT world really quickly. We got Justin Bieber. Paying 1.3 million, 1.3 million for a board ape. He was getting trolled on Twitter because he they thought he over you know it was o- overpaid for it. What's your reaction to Justin Bieber spending 1.3 million on a board ape NFT? You, you know it's interesting, uh, Dayton. What what I perceive like this is what most people don't see with uh things like the board apes specifically their NFTs. Their NFTs is more so about a ex- is more so about exclusivity and status. Right? So we got to remember that as rappers, singers, entertainers, what do they do? They appeal to the consumer audience as this status symbol. Right, right. Right? So for somebody like um, Justin Bieber, to me that makes sense, you know, because he, you know, he's been kind of out of the limelight, especially with this COVID. He was supposed to had a mega concert when he, you know, right before COVID hit that uh, tour yeah. took place. Yeah, this tour. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and that you know got uh, railroaded by COVID, right, in the pandemic. So when you make a move like this, you're making noise again. You're just following what's common in your in, in the entertainment space and industry to uphold this status. So I think it's a great business move for uh, Justin Bieber. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I mean, people overpay for art for centuries. Exactly. For centuries. It's because it's public knowledge now. Everybody wants to you know, troll him or whatever, but... They probably just mad they can't spend one point four million on a board eight. I mean, especially if you got it, what's the problem? Exactly. You know, I'm glad you went there because I don't think people understand what's happening right now. Like, that's the best comparison. NFT versus art. If he would have if he would have paid for, let's say, the Mona Lisa. But he had been being true. But since it's the NFT world, 
it's it's the same thing. They both really they both have the same use case. Mm-hmm. Like literally, they both you know art pieces, mm-hmm. and they <clears throat> both can uh, gain value or devalue. Right. Depending on the art piece in the marketplace, so it, it's the same thing. And like you said, this been happening for decades and centuries. Mm-hmm. So it's just a new world, and people don't understand it yet. But this is going to be a common thing for the next, you know, couple. I mean, it's not going anywhere. By, by the way, to to that point that you said, I'm glad you both mentioned that. You know, uh, the comparison or parallel of art versus digital art, because like you both said, that's really essentially all it is. Now they're opening, to your point, Daytona, about it not going anywhere, they've now opened up the opportunity for people to invest in art pieces from a digital standpoint, right? So in other words, oh, let me say it this way, you can buy shares. Mm-hmm. And, you know, previously you just had to, you know, the whole auction, um, art piece would be auctioned off to one individual, let's just say a group, whatever the LLC or entity was. Now, you know, in this NFT space and digital space, they've now opened up the opportunity where you can get shares of art, of literal art paintings and pieces. And and, and to be honest, not only, if I buy the Mona Lisa, it's just the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. If I buy a board ape, I get access to a club. I get access to ex- exclusivity. Like, those are two totally different things. So, you tell me what may be or maybe not more valuable. Right. And on that note, we're out. Thank you. This is the New Age. This is going up on the New Age Sound channel. Like, comment, subscribe. You can just say it if you want to say it. Say it. Like, comment, and subscribe. Say it. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, he share. Sleep, he sleep over there. <laughs> share, share. Let's get it. In new age, we trust. trust.